January 1st, 2008. This is Howie and I on the cover of the Tampa Bay Business Journal. How cool was that? We were in the special edition Tampa Bay's top business leaders. Yeah, that was fun. I don't have the other cover that we were on. It was for um, Tampa Bay's Best, I think. And that was short because there was no text. It was just the cover. This is January 24th, 2008. It's sad. It's a tribute to Kennedy the Bobcat. Kennedy and Will were playing just days before Kennedy died of a massive seizure from his previous brain trauma. His date of birth was estimated to be about September the 15th of 2007, and he arrived at Big Cat Rescue on 10-5 of 07, and then died on 1-24 of 08. When Kennedy was a young kitten, about six to eight weeks old, he was hit by a car while trying to cross the road. A witness to the event took the injured kitten to a nearby animal clinic that in turn contacted Big Cat Rescue. In October of 2007, rescuers drove across the state to Merritt Island, where the clinic was located. The young bobcat was named Kennedy due to the proximity to the Kennedy Space Center. Kennedy suffered severe brain damage that resulted in a month of intensive care. He often had seizures and had to be force-fed three times a day. After many weeks of recovery, Kennedy recovered almost completely. He still has limited vision with one of his eyes. Due to the daily hands-on care that Kennedy required, he became too accustomed to humans and will not be a candidate for release back into the wild. Whenever Big Cat Rescue rescues a native bobcat, every effort is made to come into contact with the cat as little as possible so that the release will be an option. We are saddened that Kennedy is not a candidate for release. However, he will be provided a permanent home at the sanctuary. Kennedy is being raised together with Will, another bobcat similar in age. Hopefully, the two will bond with one another. The following is his rescue story. Within minutes of a call coming in from a veterinarian on the Space Coast, Jamie and I were racing across country to save a baby bobcat. The vet explained that a man had seen a car hit the baby bobcat, and he scooped up the unconscious kit and pulled into the first clinic he could find. With legs splayed in every inconceivable direction and blood pouring from the kitten's nose, no one expected him to survive the night. But he did. Barely regaining consciousness, the cub showed no signs of being able to see or hear, but he struggled desperately to walk. He had to catch up to his mom. She couldn't be far ahead. When he was still alive in the following evening and the blood loss had slowed to a trickle from his nose, the vet called Big Cat Rescue to see if we would come get him. It would be an eight-hour round trip in the middle of the night, and the vet's description of his condition didn't sound promising, but we had to try. On the long trip to Merritt Island, I thought about the vet's description of the kitten's determination to take off walking, even though he was walking into walls and getting stuck in corners of her office. What possessed him to overcome his body-shattering impact with a car and try to keep on going? She had said he was a kitten, so I figured he must have been trailing his mom at the time of the impact. She said he was emaciated, and he was struck on the main road, near the bridge that connects to Merritt Island to the Florida mainland. Knowing that extinction rates on islands far exceed that on larger land masses didn't take a rocket scientist to figure out 
that with rampant development in Merritt Island, there was probably not a sufficient prey base left for a mother bobcat to feed herself and her young. She and her babies were starving, and her only option would have been to pack up the kids and go, but they were too big to carry and too small for this kind of daring travel. She would wait until dark and then bolt from the brush along the road alongside the bridge to better hunting grounds. No doubt her heart was racing because she knew the dangers, and I could imagine the tremble in her call as she urged her little ones to hurry across the road. I shuddered at what she must have witnessed when her smallest and weakest kitten disappeared under the wheels of a car. The sickening sound of the impact with his fragile little body the horror of seeing him flattened and bleeding, and even worse, to see a dreaded human scoop him up and drive away. I thought about my own family, my extended family of staff, volunteers, and staunch supporters. Despite the fact that they are all overworked and underpaid, doing the work of angels and caring for the abandoned and abused, I keep urging them forward to take greater risks, to end the trade in wild animals, The $20 billion trade in wildlife is now second only to the illegal trade in narcotics, and many of the same gun and drug dealers are involved in both the legal and illegal trade in lions, tigers, and other exotic animals. As we at Big Cat Rescue press forward for laws that protect the animals, we are targeted by the vengeance of those who have been profiting on the trade and the delusional who support that trade because they define themselves by the type of animal they hold captive. They are a dangerous lot who threaten me and the ones I love, but great rewards only come to those who take great risks. Just like the mother bobcat and her kits, we are firm in our belief that there is a better world on the other side of that battlefield. There is a world where we all live free and respect each other's place on this glorious planet. All we have to do is bridge that gap in the minds of men. Jamie named the bobcat kitten Kennedy, not only because of his close proximity to the Kennedy Space Center, but also because of his strong will to live is so inspirational. Just like a president inspired a nation, this little bundle of determination will inspire those who take that first step in faith. Like Martin Luther King said, You don't have to see the whole staircase, just take the first step. On January 23, 2008, Kennedy was found acting strange. He was taken to the West Bench Cat Hospital on site and evaluated by our vet, Dr. Liz Wynn. Determining that he had suffered a seizure, she put him on Valium to help ease him through the day. He had a series of small seizures despite the calming medication, so he was kept inside overnight. Kennedy's version of a seizure would often be to walk in circles, incessantly, and although his eyes respond to light, he would walk into walls as if he couldn't see. The drugs helped him sleep it off when he was in such a state. Unfortunately, Kennedy suffered a much stronger seizure than ever before this night and died. Like the man Kennedy was named for, his time here was cut short, reminding us just how precious and how fleeting life is. If there is anything we could learn from his brief time here, it would be to keep moving forward even when we cannot see the way. His soft whisper from the other side tells us to believe in ourselves, 
to be fearless and to know that only love is real. All else in our reality is just an illusion.